He'll make it for sure. Now that's why I backed him on Tab Touch. Hey, Luke. Yes, Gene Simmons. He's probably the best when it comes to this stuff. Thanks, Gene. You've got the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hello and welcome to Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle post-Christmas edition. Cody, we're heading towards the new year and there's a lot of basketball to talk about. Yeah. Last week might have felt like a little bit of a lull in terms of the news, but all of a sudden we've got a three-time NBL champion joining the Brisbane Bullets. We've got Zylan Cheetah making an immediate impact back at the New Zealand Breakers. We might have Trevor Gleeson out of the running for some NBL jobs all of a sudden as well. We probably saw the game of the season between Melbourne United and the Perth Wildcats leading into Christmas as well. We had the two games on Christmas Day. We've had basketball every single day, and that'll continue for a little while, while longer, Cody. So we're here thanks to Hoop7 and to Tab Touch. Merry Christmas, first of all, Cody, and thanks for joining us once again, Cody Ellis. What's on your mind? Oh, lots, lots of <laughs> basketball. But uh, no, nah, look, firstly, Merry Christmas to you, mate, you and the fams, and everyone out there listening. Um, hope everyone had a a good couple of days and, and enjoyed themselves and enjoyed the basketball that went on because, mm. uh, yeah, there was a, a lot of good games and, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully the spectacle of the Christmas Day games was enough for the NBL to keep it going. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, okay, so there's lots of basketball for us to get through, but first of all, what's an Ellis family Christmas like, <laughs> Cody? Very loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, very loud, lots of food, lots to drink and, uh, yeah, lo- lots of conversations and catch-ups because, I mean, everyone's so busy with their own own little families now that mm. it's hard for us to all catch up mm. um, these days. So, yeah, it, it's really good. It's um, it's uh, certainly one of the one of my favourite times of year to, to be able to catch up with everyone. Between your your dad and his his brothers, Brett and Glenn, who's the loudest out of the three? Who's who, who's the one that own, owns the room? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends <laughs> on the day, honestly. <laughs> yeah, look, Glenny's probably the loudest, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I mean. Look, Brett. Brett is he's he's got some pipes on him on his day as well. But so does Dad. You know, um, you know, he's he's kind of a bit more relaxed and chilled out than than the other two in terms of noise. But uh, once you get them all in the same room, it's it's ridiculous. (laughs) And then his third brother, Stephen, um, is the quietest of the lot. So he's uh, he's always in the background. But um, yeah, no, it's once you get all four of them together, it's ridiculous. What about closer to home? What about Chase Lauren and, and the puppies? How did how did your Christmas go? It was good, mate. It was very good. Yeah, pretty chill. Good little morning. Chase had a sleep in, which was nice. Good, good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, off to mum and dad's in the afternoon and let the let the pups jump in the pool and wear themselves out and, yeah, just kind of hung out there and, like I said, too much to eat, too much to drink, <laughs> as always, and I'm sure uh, not the Lone Ranger there. No, no, absolutely not. And, yeah, we had a nice nice Christmas here. Elvis enjoyed his first Christmas Love and it. I think the wrapping paper was his favourite part. Yeah. <laughs> wrapping paper and turkey he yep. discovered he, he liked a lot. So Elvis enjoyed his, his first Christmas and now he'll have all his... Christmas toys to play with yeah. afterwards, so he got very, very spoilt where wherever he went. Well, people will probably have probably tuned in to hear us talk about basketball. <laughs> I imagine, Cody. Um, <laughs> before we before we get stuck into topics more specifically, um, sort of a summary of what we've seen over the last week. I feel like what we've learned is that I think Melbourne and Perth are now a fair way above the rest of the pack, yep. and as for the rest. You have no idea what you're going to get just mm. about every single night. So the Jack Jumpers are up and down. The Kings are up and down. I probably thought the Phoenix were on the slide and then all of a sudden they win mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. The Taipans are a bit hit and miss. The Brisbane Brisbane Bullets are on a slide, but mm. they do bring Casey Prather yeah. in, into the lineup all of a sudden. The New Zealand Breakers are on an upward swing. The Illawarra Hawks have put themselves in the mix as well. Um, how do you sum it all up? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Melbourne and Perth are probably the two most consistent for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know they're a cut above the rest right now. Because um, yeah, look, Sydney, Sydney's an interesting one. Mm. You know, I think that they can be so good, but I don't know how good their in-game adjustments are yes. right now. Yes. And it, it seems to be getting kind of worse and worse through yeah. these games. So well, it's a bit of a trend, and we'll get to it later. But yeah, they build up a big lead probably yeah. in, a, in a second quarter, and mm-hmm. they just 
explode in the second yeah. half. Yeah, it's um, they almost take their foot off the gas. And it's almost like teams figure them out as yeah. well. Yep. So yeah, so they're an interesting one. Tassie, similar thing. It's just not really a similar thing, but just like the inconsistencies is yeah. is something that we haven't really seen from these guys. Yeah. You know, they're usually fairly consistent across the board. I mean, I, I think they're just not as good defensively. Are yeah. They? No, not at all. I mean, they make up for it on the offensive end, yeah. but. You know, their bread and butter was always on the defensive yeah. end. So, and look, you've, you've got to have the right pieces for that. You yeah, know, yeah. defense is a lot to do with just wanting to play defense, mm-hmm. but you've got to have the right pieces as well. So, and I just don't think they quite have those this year. Yeah. Melbourne and Perth easily cut above the rest. And um, yeah, look, not overly surprising if you looked at it at the start of the season. No. I think we all kind of predicted that. Well, we did. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we thought the Wildcats yeah. were on a, on a, in a hole. And yeah. They've really fixed that. I mean, they've, they've been terrific ever since ever since that Brisbane game where we thought yep. things had fallen apart. Mm-hmm. They've really been on a, on a roll since then. Um, let's start with the Christmas Day games in the NBL. So this is the second year now that they've done it. It's, it was a doubleheader this time. The crowds in the building were terrific. Yep. So the crowd in, in Hobart had been sold out for months. This was the, the most anticipated game of the season for the Jack Jumpers, And they got a terrific turnout. A bigger crowd in Sydney, so I think I think that was simply because they opened up more seats this year than yep. than last year. So they got yep. eight and a half thousand people there at Kudos Bank Arena as well. I think it's all about the TV audience, but in terms of people wanting to go out to watch a game, that's a good sign that they got some bums in seats. Yeah, very impressive. And look, with with it being Kings Hawks, I think that probably helps. Yep. You know, yep. probably got some people driving up the sure. the highway for them, um, yep. which is which is really good. But yeah, look, that's I mean that's what the NBL wants is is those bums on seats mm. as well mm. um, on these these days and certainly got it this year. So it was good. It, it was really good and it, it looked like the, both stadiums were, were rocking. I think the biggest appeal to it though is trying to get the biggest TV audiences mm. of yeah. of the season, you would, you would hope, and trying to attract a new audience and trying to reach people with your NBL product that might not usually watch a game. Yep. Um, it's hard for us to know because we're, we're watching any, anyway. Yeah. Um, but... Do you feel like it would have done that? We'll wait and see what the ratings are and they might be able to spin it in a way like they did last year to yep. make it sound good. But do you think it might have reached too many new people? I'm not overly sure it did. Mm. And look, that's probably to do with it, you know, being on ESPN or Fox mm. and, and all that sort of stuff. So not not really the free-to-air where you're kind of mm. flicking through channels yeah. and then all of a sudden it pops up. Yep. And, you know, even for fans of teams, right, that aren't full basketball junkies, mm. you know, like we are, mm. <laughs> that watch every game, you really only tune into your own team. Yeah, sure. Right? So, you know, if, if your team wasn't playing on that day, you probably wouldn't, didn't overly care mm. about these two games. Um, so it, it, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. And, I mean, especially being here, the fact that they're on, you know, kind of that mid to late mm. afternoon is probably good because everyone's kind of, Starting to settle down and relax for the, yeah. for that Christmas yeah, afternoon, yeah. but um, that's where I think being on free to air is important because yeah. people might be flicking through their channels looking for something to watch, and mm. they might stumble upon it by mistake, and they might they yeah. might stay. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one, but um, I'll be interested to see what the numbers were like, yeah. um, and especially compared to last year. Yeah. Um, so look, I mean, there were two two decent games. I mean, you know, first game was. It was close. I wouldn't say it was the most high-quality game of <laughs> uh, basketball. It wasn't pretty. But uh, the Kings-Hawks games was, great game. was yeah. unreal. It yeah. was awesome to watch. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, I've obviously got a bit of an added investment in that one. But, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, they were, they were really good. So hopefully hopefully that people check, uh, checked in and, and had a watch mm. and, and the numbers were, were high enough to, like I said earlier, keep it going. What I did like was the Jack Jumpers Christmas uniforms. Yeah, oh. I, 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 I wouldn't mind. A, I wouldn't mind even the polo shirts. Yeah, even the polos had a polos Christmas design. Awesome. So I'm, I might need to put in a call to Scott Roth and I was see if, say, if, if, if he can help shorts, me out. Mate. My goodness, they were yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> um, let's go back a couple of days. Saturday open air game at, mm-hmm. at John Kane Arena, and I think this was the best game we've seen this mm-hmm. season between what we think are the best two teams in yeah. the competition, Melbourne and Perth. It went to overtime, and it you know it was a game that could have gone. Either way, in the end, it was probably the extra con- contributions Melbourne got from more people. Luke yeah. Travis was great. Chris Golding had his moments. And then it was Ian Clark who, yeah. who just blew the game open. But, boy, Bryce Cotton couldn't have possibly done done more. No. Absolutely mauled for an entire 45 minutes. Yep. And he still scores 36 yeah. points and almost wins the game for his team. Um, 
What do you make of it? I mean, that's Bryce, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just something that we've come to expect from him, which, yeah. I mean, isn't a fair you know, gauge <laughs> no, because, no. you know, that's not what you expect from anyone else mm, in the league. Mm. But he's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I mean, to have, you know, two of the best on-ball defenders in the mm. league on him all game yeah. and then, you know, even, even having guys like Clark mm. who aren't known for their defense but is actually really good defensively, yes. face guarding and not letting him catch yeah. the ball and... And even Travis switching out yeah, on him at times. using that length against yeah. him. And, I mean, you're right. He was just beaten and battered <laughs> and just pushed around. And it was a lot. And you could you could see it was really starting to wear on him. Yes. Because, um, I mean, the frustrations that he was showing was mm. obviously very, very yeah. in your face, yeah. um, which is totally understandable, oh, yeah. you know. And, like I said, that's where he needs to go up to someone one of his bigs and tell him to set a, a pick, you know, yeah. in the backcourt, yeah. free me up somehow, yeah. you know. So while I think he probably needs to have a bit more protection, I think off the ball is a big thing for him mm. because once he's got the ball, I think he's one of the best in the league at drawing, drawing the fouls, like mm. especially on, on his threes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, I think that off the ball, I think he just kind of gets looked away. And it's tough. It's brutal. But he, he needs to get his teammates to start setting some mean picks for him. Is that Jesse? Is that Jesse who's, yeah. the, who's, oh, the, think, who's the best candidate for I, that? I think so. But even guys like Keanu, yep. you know, yep. come set a big pick. He's a good screener. He can, he can come set a big pick. Um, to be honest, even Doolittle or Harris can yeah, do it. just yeah. some big bodies. So um, You probably don't want Saar doing it at this point of his no, career. No, yeah. not, not yet, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, across the board, it was... An unbelievable game. Yeah, it was lots yeah. of lots of fun to watch, and I'm I'm kind of glad that we got the uh, extra time. Yes, I oh, yes. certainly deserve it of that. <laughs> um, I think you saw. I think I saw you put up a tweet. How good would it be if we get a either a three game yeah. semi final series or a five game grand yeah. final series between these two? That would be yeah. That would be spectacular. Oh, give me a series of this any yeah. day any day of the week because uh, that would be lots of fun. And I mean, you know, that's. This isn't the first game this season that we've had a, a good no. little contest. So. Well, the last game was amazing yeah, too, yeah. We, where we saw the the, the fouls on Delhi that mm-hmm. got overturned, and then yep. he had a foul on the lob up the other end. And yep. yeah, I mean, but yeah, and <laughs> yeah, the, the three games have been amazing. It's unfortunate we don't see them play again, mm. but it's hard to not hard to imagine not seeing them meet in the playoffs. You, uh, you would think, yeah, absolutely, they will, they will for sure. I think this is obviously going to finish these guys will finish one and two mm. be interesting to see how Melbourne goes now on the road for a long time yes, yes. Um, but I mean Perth Perth played a lot of a lot of home games as well so yep, yep. it's it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see how these these two teams finish out the season but yeah look I expect them to finish one and two obviously yeah. um, I mean <laughs> one of the big things is um, down the stretch we saw um, we saw Usher with a bit of a brain fade again which we saw in that other game that we were speaking yes, about. we did. 26, 27 seconds left, mm. 14 seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. You know, I think they were up four maybe mm. and just caught in the corner and just drove, jumped, turned it over. Yes. He did the exact, pretty much the exact same thing yeah. last time they played. He, he did. He made up for it in that one yes. by hitting that three. Yes. But just that rush of blood, mm. you know, like especially as an import, like – you need to be the composed one, mm. and yeah, that was uh, that was a big turning point. I think. I think we've seen enough of him now to think that that's probably just who he is now, mm. isn't it? I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to play with composure. No. Maybe you just have to accept the good with the bad. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And look, I think he's been a lot better in the yep. past few weeks. Yep. I think he's come in and he's played his role really well. Mm. This is kind of what I thought we'd get out of him. I mm. still don't think he's fantastic on the defense. We're end. not seeing anything defensively. No, still no, no. no. So, yeah. So it's interesting with all the talk that he had coming in. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I think he's been a lot better. But that was obviously a bit of a, a brain fade. I think what we've learned is that if you if you sign as a new import in the league next season, mm-hmm. don't talk yourself up as an MVP like Ray John Tucker did. Yeah. And don't talk yourself up as the best defensive player like Jordan Usher has. Maybe, yeah. maybe just let your basketball do the talking. Look, I think Tucker down the stretch. If he had played the whole season the way he played down the stretch oh, of the he, season, he, he could have he actually absolutely got better. Yes. Could, he certainly could have in contention for that. But you're right. I think uh, once he kind of stopped talking yes. and, and just let his, yes. his game do the talking, then uh, that's when it kind of clicked for him. I don't know if you saw it pop up on the socials over the weekend either, but 
wherever he's playing right now, he threw down the oh most hellacious dunk oh, I've ever seen. That was disgusting. <laughs> it was. It was unbelievable. Yes. I was I was watching it and almost threw my phone. It was um, <laughs> <laughs> that was unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just search search for Rage on Tucker. Yeah. It'll, it'll pop up. Yeah. Um, let's stick with Melbourne and Perth in terms of a guy that's won championships at both at both clubs. Casey Prather. Um, two championships with the Wildcats. One at Melbourne United. We haven't seen him for four years in the NBL, mm-hmm. and he he's barely played since then just yeah. because of knee injuries. But he's now signed at the Brisbane Bullets. I think it's a good fit in terms of, gee, they need him. They mm-hmm. need someone yeah. that has that extra, extra offensive punch and yep. someone that can give them that X factor and mm-hmm. and that leadership and add to that culture. I think it I think it helps that coming in so late into the season that he knows Justin Schuller so well, the coach. They won a championship together yep. at Melbourne United. So I think that helps because he's not trying to completely yeah. come into a new system. We'll see him now on Saturday night. He's arrived in, in Brisbane. What are your thoughts on the signing? Yep. And all of a sudden, they need him to be their saviour too, don't they? Yeah, well, they really do. Um, look, thoughts on the signing, I think it's an amazing signing. Mm. And um, to have a guy like Casey Prather back in the league is is exciting. Mm. That's really good. And I think for this Brisbane team, that's probably exactly what they need. Yep. You know, we saw Sobes come out and have, I think it was 36 yes. the other night. Christmas with, Eve, yeah. with no help. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's just, they need that extra scoring punch. Mm. And he's, he's going to, Free up guys, you know, free up their shooters. Yep. Free up guys like Smith to, mm. to be able to be that spot-up shooter that he came yep. in to be. Yep. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think he won MVP in one of the Israeli leagues yep. that he played. Yep. And then he's missed, I think, maybe the last two seasons yes. with his knee injuries. Yes. And not ideal, obviously. Mm. Um, we, we've seen it with Nader where he came in, he was a bit rusty, mm. um, but didn't take a whole lot. Of time to, he's, to kind he, of he's slot getting, in. Yeah, and, he's getting better every game he's yeah, playing. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to see a similar thing with Casey. Mm. And Just doesn't um, have much time now, does he? They've no, only, he doesn't. They've only, got, they've only got 10 games left. Yeah. So he needs to figure it out real quick. Mm. And especially for them, they're out of the six now. Yes. So they've got to turn it around real quick. Yeah. They've got to turn it around real quick because their friends in the far north of, of Queensland are, uh, are making a bit of a push and a bit of a statement. Um, and you've got the breakers too that are now... Yeah, now off. starting yeah. to get on a run. So, um, unreal signing. Hopefully they can get him and figure it out into the rotations and figure out all mm. his schemes as soon as possible so that yeah. he can just figure out how to get his legs under him. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think he will be really good for them. But yeah, just not... I don't think quite long enough to mm. to really... He'll obviously make an impact, yep. but I'm, I'm just hoping that it's sooner rather than later. I think from their point of view, they'd be hoping that they get something out of him this season, but keep him. I think yeah. they would love to keep him for next season, yep. you, would, you would imagine. Yep. You talked about Rocco Zakarski last week, I Cody. Certainly did. You wanted him to play more minutes, wanted him to play a bigger role, mm-hmm. and he did, and I think he can even play a bigger role because their last game they played on Wednesday night, he was the biggest reason why they got back into that game. Yeah. He was an absolute incredible yeah. defensive presence. I mean, every New Zealand player that went near the rim when he was on the court, their shot was either blocked or changed, or completely changed, yeah. where they just couldn't make their shots. Yep. I just don't think he can play. I don't think he's got the tank that he can keep playing. So no. I feel like the whole reason Schuller took him out of the game with three minutes to go was because Rocco had nothing left in the yeah. tank. I don't yep. necessarily think it was his decision to take him out from a tactical mm-hmm. point of view. And all of a sudden, unfortunately for the Bullets, the game changed and Zylan Cheatham ran rings around Tyrell Harrison, yeah. but. But, gee, Rocco Zakarski for a 17-year-old, what he's doing is incredible. He's been unbelievable. And, look, I think I think that he needs to – I mean, he obviously needs to work on his tank, and that's that's fine. That'll come. He's a 17-year-old kid. So, you know, mm. working hard is only just <laughs> – he's just starting to figure out what that is. Yeah. How many NBL minutes could have you played at 17? <laughs> Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> I was never in the, in the best shape at that age, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, look, I think uh, – it's tough, right? It's tough because you're going against grown men, right? Yeah. And and seasoned professionals who understand, mm. you know, what it takes and understand hard work and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, and look, it's it's a it's a great little learning season for him. Mm. Um, but I, I still think he can probably be thrown in there for a few more spurts throughout the game. Mm. You know, sometimes we don't see him till the second half. Yeah. Um, and again, look, we're we're obviously not sure of if he's able to do that. You know, if he can play those spurts in that first half, be fine at halftime, come out and be able to do that again in the second half. Because 
half time, some some people struggle at half time. Yep. As soon as you cool down, you know, you're done. So, yep. you know, and, and again, that's that's probably just a bit of a learning curve for him. Mm. So, but once he's out there, he's been unbelievable the past couple of weeks. Mm. He's been so good and such a game changer. And that's mm. kind of the second or third straight game where he's come in and completely changed the game for Brisbane on the defensive end. Which is awesome. It's really cool to see. Mm. Um, and I think it's uh, he's got a, a fairly bright future ahead of oh, him. Oh, absolutely. Um, I want to talk to you about Shannon Scott. Because yep. before he did his first hamstring, he was playing at a really high level for yeah. the Bullets. He then missed six games and he had been playing really poorly yeah. ever since he'd come back. He couldn't get into a rhythm. He was coming off the bench behind Mitch Norton. He started this game on Wednesday night and was playing better. Mm-hmm. But still not at the same level. And now it looks like he's hurt his hamstring again. Yeah. The same hamstring and that's... Three times the same injury in the one calendar year because mm-hmm. we saw what yep. happened to him with Cairns yep. um, in the semi-final series against against Sydney. Um, gee, to be honest, I don't know if we see much more no, of him for this season. I don't think so, and it's upsetting because because yeah. you're right. He he really started to hit a groove in Brisbane. He was running the team really well. Mm. Um, he was he was just playing really well himself, and mm. and then yeah, just missing. I mean, missing six games or you know wherever it was is. That's huge in this league. That's massive. That's yeah. a, that's a big chunk of the yeah. season. And and look, Brizzy kind of went on a bit of a tear after that too. They, they started <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing really yeah. good basketball. I think the first game without him was the one they won yeah. in Perth. Yep, yep. So look, I, I I think you're right. I don't know if we do see him again. Mm. It's it's an interesting one. You know, did did he he signed a couple of years, didn't he? Or did yes. he just sign the one no, he did two sign two? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you just put him on ice for the season and just mm. you know tell him to get that? Hamstring right, because you're right, it's the, it's the third time. And the same, same, the same hamstring. hamstring. That's yeah. not good. That's yeah. not. <laughs> once you get these tissue injuries, these soft tissue injuries, it's it's never a good sign. And they were conservative, conservative yeah. bringing him back because he was ready to go before the fever mm-hmm. break, but they yeah. decided to wait to play him until after yep. the fever break. So I feel like they couldn't have done much more to make sure he was he was right. Yeah, not really. Um, which is all the more frustrating for them, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and for him. So look, hopefully he can get it right. Hopefully... It'd be awesome to see him again this season, but I'm hmm. not sure if we will. All right, Cody, let's take a break. And when we come back, I can't wait to get your thoughts on Zylan Cheatham's yeah. return for the Breakers. Happy days. He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Okay, back on Hoop7's Basketball Hustle. I'm here with Cody Ellis once again this week. We had to wait a long time to see Zylan Cheatham back, probably a couple of weeks longer than we expected after he's, after he's the fracture down in his lower leg. But um, that was a pretty spectacular return yeah. that he made in Brisbane on Wednesday night. And the game was up, up for grabs, as we talked about before the break. I think scores were tied. And then all of a sudden the breakers went on a 12-0 run. Mm-hmm. Um there's four dunks in that 12 0 <laughs> run, all to Zylan Cheatham. Yep. A couple of them great lobs from Will McDowell White. Their yep. chemistry is fantastic, but also just a couple of nice little step arounds, and all of a sudden there was an open rim for him. Yeah. Not only did he return, it was a match winning return. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. And it's, um, it's, it's good to have him back mm. and to be able to watch him again. Cause he's he's so much fun, isn't he? He is. He is. And we don't get a whole lot of those guys that mm. play above the rim like mm. he does. So, you know, when we. Get one. It's, it's it's a lot of fun to uh, to yeah. be able to watch. And then when you got a guy like Will McDowell White, mm-hmm. you know, controlling and being able to throw lobs to him, yes. you know, makes it all the better. But no, look, that last that last three minutes was was unbelievable, and mm. that was that's. I mean, that's kind of what they brought him in for, right? To to kind of be that guy. And he's a tough guard. He's, he's because you know he's he's quick, mm. you know. And you got guy like Ty Harrison playing playing on him, and just can't guard him, no. you know, just can't guard him. Yeah. So it, it's a tough one. But, you know, you put someone smaller and he's going to take you down to the block. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's smart. He, he understands basketball. And, you know, again, you put someone smaller and he's just going to jump over you. He's, <laughs> he's strong and explosive. Yeah. That's a hell of a combination. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very scary combination. <laughs> so, but no, look, I'm, I'm glad we saw him back and he's going to be a, a bit of a force now and just a different looking New Zealand team yeah. with him in there. Well, we saw signs of it. The combination he'll have with Anthony, Anthony Lamb, whether or not one of them's playing the five, one's playing the yep. four, or you can have one in the three, one in the four, and yeah. then you can have either Pino or Madiang playing the five. You know, they'll probably mix up the combinations, but those two playing together, we've only seen it once, mm. but they could be almost unstoppable yeah. in the second half of this season. No, absolutely. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And look, we, we obviously 
kind of spoke down a bit on the on the imports that that New mm. Zealand recruited at the start of the year. Yeah, it's obviously a different bit of a lineup now for them. <laughs> yes. um, but bringing Lamb in's been awesome. Yeah. He's been unbelievable, and he just keeps getting better and better each game as well. Yeah. You know, you know, we we spoke about um, Nader getting better and better, but mm-hmm. Lamb seems to keep getting better and better, and just more comfortable with the league, yeah. more comfortable with with how it's played, and. Yeah more comfortable within the group. And not just scoring either. So no. in this win against Brisbane, he had 18 points, 13 yep. rebounds, 6 assists. Yep. So he's doing a bit of everything. Yeah, he's, he's starting to really feel comfortable within the team, yep. which is great to see. Um, and then, yeah, look, you put Cheatham back in this, mm. and they're going to be really, really hard to yeah. stop. Really hard to stop. So it's going to be interesting to see how teams guard that. Because, mm. um, again, you, you throw Will McDowell-White in there, who's mm-hmm. one of the smarter point guards yeah. in the league, and one of the more willing passes, especially yes. that little lob pass down the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And they've got Jackson Carr right there yep. as well. Yep. Um, what we talked about with them last week was we just didn't know what we were going to get. Mm-hmm. Their best is as good as anyone's and their worst is as bad as anybody's. Yeah. But now they've strung three really good performances together. I, from this point on, unless they get another injury, mm-hmm. and that has followed them around yes, a little bit, has. I find it really hard to not see them at least making the top six and... Mm-hmm. They're a team you don't, wouldn't want to meet come playoff time. No, because they're starting to kind of hit a rhythm and a groove. Mm. So you're right. I, I think they're really going to make a push for that six. And like you said, fingers crossed that they stay healthy now because, yeah, the injury bug has not been no. not been kind to them. They're not the only ones. There's been a couple of teams <laughs> yes. that uh, it's not been kind to, but especially these guys. I mean, losing losing imports for the season after the first you know, round mm-hmm. or two is ridiculous. Well, and by, by, by the time they got back from the US, they yeah. only lost Jessup and Cheetah. Yeah. And yeah. then McDowell White's been in and out. In and yeah. out. So the fact that they're kind of there or thereabouts while having gone through all that is mm. really impressive. Yeah. And now hopefully we start to uh, start to really, really see them click and shine because they're going to be fun to watch. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. After we saw them lose in Cairns, I, I didn't know if they were going to be able to turn, turn things around. So they'd, they'd fallen to... They'd fallen to Eight and nine at that point, and then they had to go down to Hobart to play on Christmas Day against the Jack Jumpers, still mm-hmm. without Mitch Creek, still without Gorjack Gak, who's now mm. out for a little while. And while he's not playing big minutes, I think that backup big is, yeah. you know, it's a it's a key role for them because they're pretty small yeah. behind Alan Williams when yes. he gets in gets in foul trouble. I didn't know if I would see them turn it around. All of a sudden, they put in a really good performance in Tasmania. That was despite Alan Williams mm-hmm. getting four fouls very early into the second yeah. quarter and. It was a performance that I felt like was full of heart and yeah. showed great character. And twenty-four offensive rebounds, you know, says it all against that Tasmania team. Maybe they, maybe they have a lot more internal fortitude than perhaps we thought. Yeah. Um, look, uh, I'm glad when you were talking about Alan Williams, you said when he gets in foul trouble, <laughs> not if, because it's become a constant, right? Yes. It's, yes. It's, it's a bit bull qualish at the moment. Mm. Where and even Muxley, yes. and just mango. Yeah, very much so. Just some silly fouls. Mm-hmm. You know, you take those silly ones out and you can play, yeah. right? You know, a couple of legit fouls, but the, the silly ones, the reaches, the... Why are big guys trying to reach in on guards out on the perimeter, Cody? I don't get it. I don't get <laughs> it. And it's, it's always a lunging reach. It's yes. not like you're in there and just try to grab the ball. It's like a big lunge and a swipe, and that gets called every yes. single time. Yeah. yeah, and then even trying to, like, you know, big boy people and try and... Um, bulldoze through them mm-hmm. and again that gets called every time yeah. too that's a charge every day of the week so you know hopefully he can stay out of foul trouble mm-hmm. um, he's done well for a game or two but then <laughs> yes. kind of fell back into it like yeah. I said he, he was he had four fouls a couple minutes into the second quarter yep. you know did well to play out the game mm-hmm. but just yeah, it's not not ideal um, but look a, as a team I think it's tough right because you know you, you see what they what they did and they Rebounded the ball real, real well against Tassie. Twenty-four mm. offensive boards, yeah. and the effort was there. And um, whether that was because it was Tasmania, and that's kind of what you have to do to beat mm. them is to match their effort and mm-hmm. intensity, or you know whether it was something that just kind of clicked for them in this mm. game. But it's not something we see every night from them. They're up and down like a yo-yo. It's, mm. it's, um, yeah. So look, hopefully, hopefully they can get Creek back soon. I think he'll be back this yeah, Saturday night. That's yeah. good. That's good. Hopefully um, he can come in and just kind of be that leader with Alan, mm. Alan Williams. Yeah. You know, it's um, 
it's it's a big ask to be that leader as an import in your second season. Mm. Um, while he's done really well with it, I mm. think he's been really good for them to have that guy that's been in the league forever, mm. kind of as your leader of the team is huge. Yeah. So, look, hopefully, hopefully we see these guys start to figure it out um, with their effort and energy because mm. um, they're missing a couple of those guys that were the you know, leaders of that, yeah. um, unfortunately. I want to play you a couple of things. Yep. Interesting interactions with Alan Williams. So after last week's game where he got into foul trouble again, he talked post-match and I asked him, how frustrated yeah. are you? How do you stay out of foul trouble? And he talked about how he needs to figure that out. So they went into Cairns in their first game last weekend and he did figure it out. I think he played 32 minutes for the yep. game and stayed out of foul trouble. Take a listen to what he said after that about what he had done. And then it kind of goes downhill again on yeah. Christmas Day, which we'll get to. But here's what he said after, after that, Cody. It was deliberate. It was a, a change in mentality. Um, it was something that I was failing at. I was failing my teammates. I was failing myself by allowing what was called or what was not called to affect me in a negative way. I uh, went back and, and decided to, to look myself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to have a positive outlook on it. Whether I get a call or not, regardless of what happens, control what I can control. And, and that's my energy and effort. And that's my energy uh, towards my teammates and towards my coaches. And so, uh, again, it was a deliberate action. And I was ecstatic to be able to get out there and play 30 minutes. Um, obviously, when you, when you don't get a win, that, that definitely sucks. But, but moving forward, I just want to maintain that same mentality of, of, of controlling what I can control. And that's, that's the energy and effort that I bring uh, on the court and, and for my teammates and coaches. And so that's, that's just what I'll be doing moving forward. That sounded great, Cody. Yeah. He said all the right things. And yeah. moving forward, he said it, he wants to keep doing it. What, 12 minutes into the next game, he's got yeah, four, fouls. four fouls. Yeah, And look, it, it's, it's tough, right? And look, he, he hit, I mean, every, every point he made was, was, was great, right? Mm. I think the big thing is control what he can control. Mm. Yeah, and that's, calls is completely out of your hands. Those really. are the cheap fouls, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. And look, that's out of your hands, right? You can do what you can, but ultimately you're going to get calls. You're not going to get calls on the offensive end. Mm. Like, it's just going to happen throughout games. Mm. But... Like I mentioned, like him being one of the leaders of the team, he can't be that like outwardly, um, you know, over the top emotional guy towards the refs. Mm. Can't can't do that, right? Mm. Because every time we see that happen, whoever does that all of a sudden don't get doesn't get the next call, yep. and then they get more frustrated. And or you might get a tech. We yeah. saw that with Nathan Sobey on Wednesday night. Right, that, that was his fourth foul. Yeah, yeah. Not ideal, right? Mm. And again, another leader that, you know, uh, tough. It, it is brutal and you get caught up in the emotions of the game. Alan Williams is a, a really emotional player, um, which is awesome. That's part mm -hmm. of his um, character and what he brings to that team mm. uh, and what he brings to the league, which is great. But you've got to control that and, I guess, funnel it into the right areas, mm. right? Um, you know, he, he did say it's, it's about staying out there for, for him and for the team. Yes, it is. Yes. He needs to be out there for yeah. them to be good. If he's playing, obviously the, the Cairns game is a bit of an anomaly, <laughs> getting, getting smacked by Cairns, unfortunately. Yeah. But he needs to be out there for yeah. them. Yeah. He needs to be out there for you know, at least 30 minutes a game, I think. Mm -hmm. I think for them to be um, a really good team, yeah, he has to play. So these little cheap fouls that he keeps getting and the reaches and the bulldozing through people, that's the stuff that he can control. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he can, uh, he can figure that out again because, yeah, you're right. He <laughs> plays 30 and then is all of a sudden mm. playing bugger all. So this is what Mike Kelly said after, after the Christmas Day game. Um, I asked him, I tried to put a positive spin and, and said, how well did L do to play through the second half without picking up his fifth foul? But you could sense Mike's frustration yep. that he was in that position in the first place. So this was, this was Mike Kelly's reaction. I'll get your thoughts. Yeah, if you, you want to jump past the four fouls before that and give him credit for not getting the fifth, that, that's your prerogative. Like, uh, I think his, his third foul, I mean, yeah. I need, to, I need to get him out of the game quicker when he gets a second foul and then let him take a breath and go back in and then do it again when he gets his third. So anyway, we'll uh, continue to work through it. And he did, a, he did a fantastic job, as you said, in the fourth 
uh, in the second half, just playing through that. And and it gave Anzac a chance. And Reese Vague was instrumental in everything we did. Played some five, played some four. Um, yeah, guys stepped up. Basically saying yeah. exactly what you said, Cody. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, it's, um, it's a tough one. It is a tough one, right? And he's one of those guys that when he gets his third foul, he – turns to the coach and says, no, no, leave me out here. I'm mm. good, I'm good. I won't get my fourth. And then he went and got his fourth <laughs> straight away. So yes. um, I'm sure Mike and the coaching staff will, will pull him now after second foul early, mm. third foul. I think that's going to start to happen just to let him, I guess, collect himself, mm. you know, and settle down like Mike said, you know, yeah. settle down a bit and let him, all right, it's happened. All right, move on, next mm. thing. Because, yeah, look, we, we see these mistakes kind of, pile up on top of each other, not just with fouls, but with everything, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, we've seen teams with turnovers. Yes. You know, it just compounds, and then yeah. it just gets worse and worse and worse and yeah. worse, and then... Taking bad shots. Yep. Yep. It just, it, yeah, it's one of those things. So um, I'm sure we'll see them kind of start to help him out and figure him out with that sort of stuff. So mm. any way to keep him out on the floor. The Illawarra Hawks, they probably had their worst performance under, under Justin Tatum to start the weekend when they... And they got blown out by the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Um, shows a lot of character, I think, and it shows how far they've come. The way they bounced back on mm-hmm. Christmas Day against against the Sydney Kings, because it was a good game, but I feel like they were the better team for for, for most for most of it. I loved a comment that Justin Tatum made post match where he said that this isn't the same old Hawks anymore. So love it, he, love it. So I, I I chuckled a little bit when I, when I heard that, Cody. But they're not. No. This is a different Hawks team, and I think the way they bounced back on Christmas just shows how far they've come so quickly. Oh, it was, um, yeah, look, I, I was sitting in mum and dad's living room with dad and my uncles watching this one, and mm. it was an unbelievable game. And, uh, look, I was, I was super into it. It was um, obviously my, my two former teams, but look, to, see, to see the Hawks come out and after kind of getting punched in the face in that first quarter... Yeah, yeah. To come out and show the resiliency that they did, and and you're right, not not the same old Hawks, and that's that's a that's a good little line from Tatum there. I love it. He's uh, must be listening. <laughs> but um, no, look, it was great. I think um, just the the team as a whole just just bought in and just mm. never never gave up and just kind of showed that resiliency that I think a team like the Hawks needs. Mm. Um, you know, lot a of, lot of game to play uh, at mm. quarter time. I'm sure. Tatum came in, just kind of settled everyone down, and mm. um, look, Sydney, Sydney are super talented. But you're right; they just they haven't found a way to really put teams away. Mm. Um, mm. They probably had a chance in the second quarter to to really put them to, mm. to bed going into halftime, yep. and um, they just didn't. They just kind mm. of let the Hawks stick around. And look, that's a, that's a lot of the credit goes to the Hawks for that for sure. sure. Um, but man, they're, they're so fun to watch now. It's no, it's, uh, it's great. I'm loving it. Um, well, let's go to the Kings because if it's a one-off, you can accept it. But this is probably the fifth or sixth time this season where they've had a double-figure lead in the first half and they've ended up losing mm-hmm. the game. I mean, when it becomes a trend like this, how do you try to, to fix it? Yeah, it's tough. You're right. And it, again, like I've, I've said it multiple times on the show, like winning, losing, these kind of patches – they become habits, mm. right? So you, you get to these points of games where you're like, all right, we've got a good lead here. In, instead of just playing the way they've been playing, they kind of try to protect it. Yeah. You know, they make a, a silly turnover here and there. They take a few bad shots and Sydney's one of those teams that isn't scared to, to get them up, right. especially from beyond the arc, mm. right? But realistically, down the stretch, they need to have the ball in Jamal Adams' hands. Right, he needs to he needs to have the ball. You know, he's going to win the game for you or lose it for you, but you got to live with that. Yep. Right, because he, he's the, he's the best on, on their team yes. by a long way. Yeah. By a long way, they just make these silly mistakes, and again, it, it is it's, it's like they're trying to protect their leads, and they're just kind of once they get up, they kind of take their foot off, they kind of take a bit of a step back and relax, and one turnover leads to another. You know, like we were just yeah. talking about, it yeah. starts to yeah. compound. Yeah. Yeah. And then it leads to a bad shot. And then it's like... Well, they had 20 of them against New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And again, against the Hawks, they had... Well, they only, only had 11, but it's, it's still, it still hurts. It does. That's, I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> Hello, Elvis. <laughs> little Elvis with his little <laughs> Christmas chew toy. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, He's just making sure we don't forget about him. Yes, no, nah, no, nah, little man's down here. <laughs> um, but no, look, it, it does. It, it's something they've got to fix and got to fix quick. Yeah. Um, because, you know, especially come playoffs, you know, the ball is like gold. You can't be turning it over. Um, so, bits fix. It's going to be interesting to see how they fix it. Um, again, seeing lots of Kings fans calling for coach's head mm. and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I think that's a bit, a bit harsh at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we haven't really seen them adjust too much. And, right. and that's kind of what is interesting for me. And in fairness, it was something that they were great at under Chase. Mm. They made they were probably the best at making adjustments in-game in game. To, to turn things around. Yeah. And they all those tight games, yep. they, they'd win every one of them. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so, look, they've, they've gone from, you're right, probably the best in the league at in-game changes to one of the worst. They, they kind of seem to have a game plan going in and just stick with that. Um, we saw it early in the season where they were came in saying, all right, we're going to zone this team. Mm. And then they just never got out of it. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I think they might have done it against Cairns the first time. Maybe, yeah. And it worked well for the first quarter and a bit, and yep. then Cairns figured it out, out, and Cairns were able to score easily. Yep. But they, they had no backup plan. Well, that's it. And Wondenberg at the elbow just started mm. tearing them apart. Mm. Had his little jumpers that was mm. cash, and then someone finally stepped up, and then he'd make the right play. And, yeah, look, again, that wasn't the most fantastic zone I've ever seen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, they, they, they can't. They, they can't seem to adjust mid-game, mm. so, which, is, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and that's something that you need to be able to do in this league. Denzel Valentine, Cody. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts? So against New Zealand, their first game last week, 15 minutes he played, zero points, shot zero of two, had three turnovers and basically nothing else. Mm-hmm. Then for the first time this season, he didn't start yeah. on Christmas Day against the Hawks and only played the 18 minutes, six points, shot three of six. He did have four assists, so yep. that, that was a positive. but. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? So I was, wasn't was a huge fan of this signing when it first happened. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if we spoke about it, but I wasn't sure how good he was going to be in this league. Mm. I, I didn't think he would really fit into this league. Yeah. I, I just didn't think how he played did. He proved me wrong to start the season. Mm. He, I think he was really good. He yeah. just a stat stuffer. Mm. Like he, he kind of did everything for them. Now that teams are starting to figure him out a little bit, He's kind of started to just kind of fall away, mm. fall to the wayside and hasn't been as effective. You know, this league is, is all about scouting. Uh, yeah. Everyone is scouted so well. It's, um, it's tough. You've got to be able to, to figure that out and kind of scout yourself and, and figure mm. out how teams are trying to stop you and change up and, you know, play a bit of a different role and, and figure out how to beat that. He kind of haven't, hasn't really adjusted to that and we're seeing that with, his playing time just kind of starting mm-hmm. to plummet mm-hmm. and his effectiveness on the court plummeting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's no surprise that when he's going well, the King's going well. Yeah. But we haven't really seen it the past couple of weeks, really. Mm. It seems harsh to ask this, but we are seeing teams make import decisions. Yeah. Teams across the league aren't afraid to bite the bullet. Does he see out the season? I think he, I think he has to because it's almost at that point now where it's too late. I think so. I, I think it had to have happened probably pre-Christmas, to really, I think, Brisbane bringing in... Well, to, to be fair, if they could have brought in Casey Prather oh, right now as well, he might, have been, he might have been the answer for them. Oh, I think so. I think so. He could, I mean, he could be the answer for every single sure. team in the league, to be <laughs> yes. fair. Yes. But, um, yeah, uh, and that's, that's it. So, I think he does see out the season, but it's interesting, it's going to be interesting to see how he affects the team and, and what he does and, mm-hmm. and if he can figure it out and start to, to play some better minutes and give them a bit more because, you know, like I said, while Jalen Adams is, I mean, he's the head of the snake, I think, mm. you know, Valentine is certainly right there in terms of his output correlates to how good they play. He's almost their second playmaker behind yeah. Jalen Adams, isn't he, when, he's playing, so. when yeah. he's playing well? Yep, yep. And look, he, he's made some big shots this season, yep. you know, for, for a guy that <laughs> doesn't quite have the prettiest shot in the world. <laughs> no. But uh, no, he's made some big shots, so... Yeah, look, he's got some adjusting to do and it's going to be interesting to see how the, the coaching staff adjusts to that. Last thing, Cody, and then we'll take our last break. What did you make of the Boxing Day game between the Taipans and, and the Wildcats? First, Firstly, we were lucky that it went ahead because mm-hmm. there was another issue with the Cairns Convention Centre, which yeah. I hope we've seen the last of <laughs> for, yeah. for this season. Um, then we ended up seeing a game where there was 207 points yeah. combined, so that was the good part. Yeah. But I think we also saw 79 free throws, so we almost saw a... 
a whistle, a whistle a minute. Yeah. Well, a whistle yeah. every, 30, every seconds. thirty seconds. Gee, it was it was tough watching at times, but it was also an exciting game at times when the when the whistle didn't blow. Yeah, and no, we, we've spoken about that so many times this year. Just so many free throws, so many fouls, and Cats went what thirty six of forty. Cans went thirty five of thirty nine. So. So credit to them for making their free throws. They, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they certainly didn't leave any mm. any points at the line, which um, is probably probably why they both got over hundred because yeah, they because of that, most right? of them at the line. You know, that's yeah. ridiculous. So way too many free throws, lots of whistles. You know, it, it's it's starting to get to the point of to start the season. You you could have said, all right, players need to adjust to how they're calling it this mm. season, right? Mm. But they're all professionals. They've all adjusted as, as much as they possibly can. Mm. And to still have you know, 80 free throws or 79 free throws in a game is just yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's it's just, it, it makes the product hard to watch. Well, we've talked about it before and Simon's talked about it before. Yep. Nobody wants to watch no. free throws. No. But, you know, it's, it's hard enough watching NBA games, right, <laughs> yes. with the free throws that they get. Yeah. But in a 40-minute game, to... To shoot seventy nine free throws is just crazy. Mm. It's you because you are you're watching free throws for most of the games, and for the casual fans that they're trying to draw in, mm. that's not a product people want to see. No. You, you don't want to see Zion Cheatham throwing down his dunks. Yeah, exactly. You want to see that? You want to see Bryce being Bryce? Yes. You know, like it's. I mean, he did have a ridiculous little foul flip that went in. Oh, he and did. And one he was did. just ridiculous. Bryce doing Bryce things, but. Good win for the good win for the cats. Yes, I think um, to be able to to get a, out of cans with, with that win is big. Um, he went fourteen and fourteen yeah. at the line. Yeah, oh, shit. that's not the least <laughs> bit surprising. I mean, he's probably fuming at the fact that he left one at the foul line late mm. in the game against Melbourne. He did. He, he left he that did. first one. I think he mentioned that post match. Yep. was the first thing that he brought up. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't miss another free throw all season. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, look. Cairns are good. Cairns are good. Mm. They're, they're a really good basketball team. Obviously, with 40 running it, that's not surprising. Mm. Um, they're probably a bit overachieving with, with the squad they've got. Yep. Um, but they're their own worst enemy at times. Yep. You know, like just with their turnovers and with their, again, silly fouls yes. and bad shots. Mm. Um, you know, I know 40's given a lot of those guys the freedom to, to take the shots that they think are the right ones. But a lot of the times we see... You know, those quick early transition threes that there are There was one from Bill Kowal late in the game that missed by about two metres. Yeah. There was an air ball by about two metres. Yeah. And they're the ones they need to take out of the game. Yeah. If they take those out and get good shots down the stretch of games, they're going to be legit. They're mm. going to make a real push. Mm. But yeah, look, I think uh, good game. Cats walking away with the win is not overly surprising. Bryce being Bryce again, mm. again, not overly surprising, but uh, he would have been... 69 points over those two games. Yeah, in lots of minutes oh, too. Lots of like, minutes and, and being beaten up, yep. firstly by Shaili and Delhi yep. and then Bulgawal. Yeah, exactly. A couple of the most physical <laughs> defenders in the league. Yeah, yeah so look, super impressive. The other one is, is probably Christian Doolittle, mm. who I don't think gets enough credit, and we've spoken about it plenty yep. of times. Doesn't get enough credit for what he does. John really certainly agrees. Yes. He, he can't believe that he's not spoken about at all by, mm. by anybody for, or anything. Yeah, um, and that's <laughs> and that's what you get when you've got a guy that doesn't necessarily put points on the board. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Bryce obviously one of the greatest imports to ever see the mm. NBL floor. Mm. Absolute machine scoring. Mm. Just can't stop him. Right. Mm. Doolittle is. Not a massive scorer, right? Mm-hmm. He does a lot of the little things. He can guard one through five. Yes. You know, he, he does a lot of the things that the basketball minds, like the coaches mm-hmm. and, and other players, mm-hmm. understand are super important. Yep. Not so much, again, not the casual fans, but that kind of next layer of you know basketball minds, I guess, mm-hmm. that aren't kind of within the fold. Mm. So, well, I mean, if, you, if you're just a fan watching on your couch, you could probably go through a game and not notice not him. Not notice him at all. And then all of a sudden, you would speak to John really afterwards and he feels like mm-hmm. Christian was our biggest reason why we won the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a bit like, look, it's a bit like Ty Webster for them, right? Mm-hmm. Really hangs his hat on Ty and how important he is. To push the team. pace. Absolutely. Yeah. And we spoke about it. You know, 
they're not the same team without Ty Webster. Well, they, on the they weren't. No, there was one game where they without yeah. him, and then yeah. they they couldn't bring the ball up before. No, and because it just pushes everyone out of position. Yeah. You know, it's got Bryce bringing the ball up, and mm. Doolittle is kind of the ultimate glue guy for these mm. this team, and he is an absolute monster on the boards. I mean, we saw him with six, seventeen six, and sixteen yes, boards. You know, six, yes, but. Does, just does everything right and everything's so solid. You know, he's a guy that would fit into every single team and you'd get the exact same out of him, yeah. which is someone that you want. You know, no matter what, what league he plays in the world, you're probably going to get the exact same out of him. And you that's talked about super Sid- impressive. You talked about Sydney before. You swap him with Denzel Valentine. Cool. I think that's a different Kings team. Completely different Kings team. Completely different team. I mean, you, you put him in every other team in the league yeah. and they get better straight away. Yeah. He's not a guy that needs the ball. And they're super important in this league. Mm. You know, guys that don't have to have it. Can put points on the board, you know, yeah, when, when asked yeah, of. Sure. Like we've seen, he's made some big shots this yes. season too. You know, he's, he's hit a couple really timely threes and just some mm. timely, you know, O boards. And he actually has backs. a nice looking jump shot. That's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. So, look, I, I think he, you're right, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves at mm. all. Mm. He's... um. He's he's certainly one of my favourite players around the league in, in what he does. So, um, yeah, look, hopefully he starts to get a little more credit. Yes. All right. Let's take our last break, Cody. When we come back, we'll have a couple more things to talk about then. We'll try and find some winners. Thanks to Tap Touch. Sounds good. He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Okay, Cody, back on Hoop Seven's basketball hustle. This has been a lot for us to talk about on this week's show, so let's whip through the rest of it. Um, let's get our Galen winner from Simon Mitchell, best team man in the NBL, and I think you'll like this one. It goes. To, we it went to Christmas Day, went to the went to the Illawarra Hawks, and went to Lockie Albrick. Albrick yep. Absolutely turned that game. We talked about how the Kings had that game in control in the second quarter, mm-hmm. but Lockie came out as a next star and turned that game. All on his effort. Yeah. He hustled, he rebounded really well, got some huge offensive rebounds, and then late in the game he came up huge as well. Yeah. So Simon Mitchell's picked our winner. This is what he what he had to say, and I'll get your thoughts. The young player, been waiting for a nod from the coach for a few games now. First significant minutes under Coach Tatum, and he answered the call. Immediately brought energy and physicality to a team in need of it. His work on the offensive boards was exemplary. He's boxing out on the defensive boards, fantastic. Earned the right to play down the stretch ahead of his more recognised teammates. Congrats to Co- Coach Tatum for that. And he delivered huge potential. Mm. Not sure what you can add. No, absolutely nothing. He, yeah, perfect. And Simon and I had a quick chat about it too over over Twitter. Mm. Or X, whatever you want to call it. Which is, <laughs> yeah. I keep, keep getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, look, he was unbelievable. He, he was the difference maker in that game. And just you, he was right. He came out, just got timely boards. And mm. every time they needed a play... Didn't matter if it was a board or like a steal or, you know, he had a couple really hard shows on on balls and strip strip point guards for fast breaks and he was unbelievable. He was awesome. Uh, and I reckon we see a lot more of, of Lockie moving forward. I think so. Yeah, it was great to see. And for a next star to come out and have that impact. Yeah. And to do it on effort. Yeah. Like we know how talented these next stars yeah. are, but to do it based on his effort, I think yeah. it's what was exciting. Absolutely. Um, I might save that other talking point we've got for the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our preview, Cody, for round 13. By the time everyone listens to this, we would have seen Adelaide and Perth, mm-hmm. so no point us previewing a game that's about to start. Yep. So we'll move on to Friday night. This is thanks to Tap Touch. So head to the Tap Touch app or taptouch.com.au. And I hope nobody listened to us on Christmas Day, Cody, because we thought Sydney and Tasmania were yeah. pretty warm favourites. They were very short odds, but... We could have helped some people have a very yeah, nice Christmas, very if, nice they, Christmas. If, if they bet the, bet on the Phoenix and the Hawks. I know. It would have been, uh, would have been a nice little payout for some people. I, I think reckon. they were both paying $4 plus. Yeah, see, that's unbelievable. So, yeah, look, I certainly didn't see it happening, but uh, <laughs> it's always fun to, to see that. Now, let's get straight into this. Friday night, this is a huge game. These two teams play some entertaining games. We saw them in the playoffs against each other last season, and they both need a win. Yeah. So the Sydney Kings at home to the Cairns Taipans. The Kings trying to hold on to a play-in position. The Taipans trying to stay mm-hmm. in that sixth spot as well. What happens? This is a bit of a danger game for the Kings. Yes. You know, they're, they're really hitting a bit of a slump and a slide and Cairns are playing really good basketball. So, mm. look, I, I think it's it's hard to see the Kings not turn around. Um, 
But yeah, look against a real gritty Cairns Taipans team, mm. so it's going to be a fun game, I think. Uh, but no, I reckon Cairns get that. Mm. Yep, I reckon Cairns Cairns get that one. How are those? If that happens, how are those rumblings about the Kings? Well, are they are they ramping up? There'll be more than rumbles, I think. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. We, we might see some movement if that happens Possibly. over the next seven days. So keep an eye on for that. One off game on Saturday. Another interesting one. The Brisbane Bullets, they'll have Casey Prather in yep. the lineup for the very first time. The South East Melbourne Phoenix will have Mitch Creek back as well. Mm-hmm. And those two will be matched up against each yeah. other for a lot of that game. Big game for both these teams too. Very excited for this one. Yes. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, look, I, I think that uh, obviously it's going to be a bit more seamless for the Phoenix, slotting Creaky back yep. in, um, than it will be slotting Casey in for, for the Bullet. But uh, this, this is going to be a fun one. Uh Bullets need a win, but then again, so do, so do the Phoenix. They're, they're both kind of back against the wall. Yeah. Um, Phoenix, a bit higher in the ladder. I think they're sitting, what are they now? They're probably fifth. They're, f- they're fifth. They're, yeah, fifth, they're fifth, fifth at nine and nine. Yeah. yeah, Brisbane at seven, just sitting outside of that six. Yeah. So, yeah. look, a must win for Brizzy yeah. if they if they want to push. Well, they've, they've gone to seven and 11 now. Yeah. They're, they're, they can't afford to drop many more games No, at they all. can't. They can't. And that's kind of what we thought would be that losing side of, of things was around that 11, 12 mark. We, we thought, to make we thought 12 is about yeah. as many as you can afford to so, lose. I expect them to come out and, and really um, really take it to them. Uh, I think Casey plays a bit, but probably not as much as we'd like to see. Oh, he's fresh um, off the plane. He, yeah. he only landed in, in the country on yeah. Wednesday. Yep. So not ideal. But uh, look, I think, uh, I think Brizzy get that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that one to Brizzy. New Year's Eve. Did you play any New Year's Eve, yeah. Eve games? You would have yeah, played a few. Usually up in Cairns. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Any in the any in the gong? Yep. Yep. Played one in the gong. Had yep. the whole family there, and oh, good. You know, went down to the water and watched the fireworks after, which was great. All right. So that's where we start. Illawarra Hawks looking to keep their momentum going, and really they're trying to keep themselves in mm. that play-in mix as well. Hosting the Adelaide Thirty Sixers, who, yeah. who were playing much better under under well, Scott Ninnis. Two teams playing a heck of a lot better than mm-hmm. a month ago. Yes. Which is great, which, you know, again, a month ago, if you had have said, you know, this game, I would have just, oh, well, flip a coin and, mm. you know, it doesn't really matter. Oh, we thought they were fighting for the wooden spoon. Yeah. Now it's going to actually be a good game, I think. Um, I think Adelaide playing a lot better, but I think the Hawks are just kind of that step ahead. Mm. And, you know, while they're probably, they are probably a bit out of the race a little bit, not, oh, not so much, mm. but I've got a lot of work to do. I, I think they... Come in and get that one. And again, hopefully we'll see a lot more of, of Lockie Albrecht. Yes. Up against Isaac Humphreys is mm, a nice matchup. That'd be match a good up. little matchup. Second up on New Year's Eve. So the Cairns Saipans, this is their biggest game of the year. This is their traditional game on yep. New Year's Eve. They yep. they had it taken off them one season and they yeah. kicked up a hell of a stink yeah, and they, they've had it back ever since. Um, they're at home to Melbourne United, mm-hmm. though. Do you give them any hope? Uh, look, I think Melbourne get that one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only game of the week. Too, only for, game of the week. Yeah. You know, heck of a... <laughs> Heck of a double for, for Cairns, you know, in Sydney, then home against Melbourne. But, uh, yeah, look, I think Melbourne get that one fairly handily. First game of 2024. That sounds mm. amazing to say that, that we're weird. 2024. Yeah. <laughs> but this will be a great game as well. So Tasmania Jack Jumpers, they really don't usually put together two poor performances. So no. they'll be pretty keen to bounce back from their game on Christmas. But as we talked about before, the New Zealand Breakers are really building some momentum yeah. now and, you would think Zylan Cheatham even better. Second game back, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to play some more minutes. This will this will be this this might be one of those games that's not pretty. Yeah, but it'll it'll be a great contest. Really intriguing matchup. I think this is really going to test Tazzy's grit on the defensive end, mm-hmm. um, especially with what New Zealand now have. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of everyone back, or you know, as close to yes. everyone back as possible. And uh, yeah, look, this is going to be a good one. Um, you're right, Tazzy. Very rarely put back-to-back poor performances mm. in, so I expect them to really turn it around. But New Zealand playing some good basketball right now, and um, oh, that's a bit of a flip of a coin. This mm. one, I'm not uh, not overly sure who will get this one. Probably, probably Tassie, I reckon. Just yeah, just off the back of it being in Tassie. Yes. So, all right. Um, Head to Tap Touch. We'll try and find you some winners. We'll have yeah. some exclusives again this week, Cody. We'll have a we'll have a go at trying to help people finish out the year on a, on a positive on a high, note. Yep. Yes. Um, 
been a lot for us to cover. One more talking point that's fresh news, Cody, and then we'll finish off this week's show. We've talked about how potentially both the Illawarra Hawks and Adelaide 36ers would throw a lot at mm-hmm. getting Trevor Gleeson to take over their programs moving forward, but he might be out of out of the running all of a sudden. Yeah. He's now back in the NBA. He's joined the Milwaukee Bucks as part of Adrian Griffin's coaching staff for the rest of this season and you'd think possibly moving forward. What are your thoughts? Oh, heck of a franchise to go and join. Yes. Um, that's, uh, that's, look, that's exciting. That's awesome news. Means his Toronto contract was was torn up, and mm-hmm. um, this this new contract will come into play. So, I'm assuming that he, he got a little bit more mm-hmm. going into this contract, yes. which is uh, which would be nice for him and the fans. But uh, no, look, that's that's exciting stuff for him, and and it's always good to see uh, ex NBL coaches make that mm-hmm. leap to the NBA. So, yeah, be interesting to see uh, how he goes there because that's. Uh, that's like I said. That's a heck of an organisation to to go and join. You think it rules him out of an NBL yeah, job think, for next season? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think it certainly does. So, look, I think Illawarra kind of have their coach set. Oh. I, I reckon Tatum stays for I think next after, season, especially oh. if they keep going the way they're going. We talked about that last week, and I yep. think even more so now. Yeah, a week later. Yep. No, I think so. And then you know, obviously in Adelaide, it's going to be interesting to see what mm. Scott wants to do yeah. if uh, if yeah. he wants to to <laughs> take it over and, and yes. keep that because uh, he, he's certainly got them playing a lot better. So. But yeah, look, I think Trev is now out of the rain for sure. We also lose him off our commentary team as well. We do, we do, we do. So, yeah. Who, who replaces <laughs> him? Who, who sits next, next to Damon now for the rest yeah, of the season? Yeah, I have no idea. Mm. I have no idea. We might see Sean a bit, in, a bit more. Back in the US right now. Yeah. He's gone back on a family holiday. Yeah. So the, the old scoring machines living, living the high life. Living life, love it. Yes. That's enough for us, Cody. That's yep. been a lot for us to cover. Check out... Tap touch and try and find find a winner over this weekend in the NBL. A lot to look forward to. It's been fun to, to break it all down once again, Cody, and I will sign off and leave you with whatever your, your final thoughts are. Yeah, look, big round leading into the new year. So um, look, lots of, lots of fun basketball to watch, but hopefully everyone has a uh, safe and happy new year. He'll make it for sure. Now that's why I backed them on Tap Touch. Hey, Luke. Yes, Gene Simmons. He is probably the best when it comes to this stuff. Thanks, Gene. You've got the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.